Welcome to this bonus episode of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Join me, Phil Johnson, live at the 2018 Indiana ChaserCon as I interview speakers and guests. And of course, we play a little bit of our lightning round. I am currently the first victim of the evening uh, is Paul Goddard, who is uh, co-owner. Co-owner of SVL Media, Stormy okay. Live. So, so they're they're helping to put the event on tonight. The the icebreaker. Uh, we have bagels here. What else? What else? Bagels from New York. We got pizza on the way from Chicago. Wow. We got guys gathered around from all the country, bringing the best of everything. Perfect. Okay. So, how how did you guys and SVL get hooked up with the Indiana ChaserCon? Well, a lot of our guys here are from Indiana, Illinois area, and we decided why not sponsor a huge event here and get a little more publicity out of everything and put on for a good cause here as well so so how many how many uh chasers do you guys have with your outfit we have a little over 150 right now currently okay and and spread out amongst the entire spread out country? the country okay minus hawaii and alaska where we like to fly to okay that's fair mm-hmm. enough i understand that so what what do you have to do if i'm a chaser and i'm interested in hooking up with you guys uh, how's that all work contact me facebook email get a hold of me i'll get all set up and okay. get so, a little question so how, done. How would people get a hold of you? Uh, get a hold of me at uh, paulgoddard.svlmedialc.com. That's my email or Facebook. Just look me up on Paul Goddard. I got two pages. Find me on my personal friend. Send me a friend request and I'll get you hooked up. Okay. Uh, is there any kind of, uh, what kind of equipment would I have to have to make uh, it work? Video camera is a good way to start things off. We are, we are a licensing video company, so we broke everybody's chaser videos and try to knock out as much as we can off the public side of things and yeah. get people what they deserve for their viral videos. So what, if, if I'm new, what would be a basic camera you would recommend that I should try and at least get to make it happen? I like all Sonys. Sonys are great. I, I use the Pan, Panasonic WX970, great 4K camera. But for a beginner, well, one of the old Sonys. B&H has some great things on sale for uh, used products, and they work great. You uh, where you find them used? B yes at B and H. Okay, what what is that a? That's a huge camera store out in New York. Okay. Oh really? Okay, all right. So what? Uh, give us an idea. Of some of your more memorable uh, chases. Oh uh, well, I'm kind of fresh to everything still, but some of my uh, well, I live right here under the lake, Lake Michigan here, outside of Chicago. But okay. my uh, big chase is going to be the blizzards and uh, the Rochelle tornado was a big tornado for me. Okay. I have a lot of fun out in the country chasing the little spin-ups and everything, but the, the the highlight of it all, I guess, would be the Rochelle Tornado. And that when was that? 2015, April 9th. Okay. And what what was what was more most memorable about that? What how did it work out for you? It was it was work? my first time streaming, actually. Oh, really? Okay. And a huge tornado just happened to be, I, like I said, I'm a little less than 50 miles away from me, and it. Oh wow. First time streaming, I had a lot of viewers and worked out great, and that got me little more into the video and editing part of storm chasing so so when did you guys start SVL SVL was started uh, seven years ago now and it started out just as a team we weren't into the video side of things as far as licensing and selling goes but we were live streaming and uh, we were doing that off TVN before that went down then we went to severe and now we're streaming off twitch okay what what have how, how do you guys broker that who are you working with uh, what? We work with the Weather Channel, ABC, ABC, NBC, all the all the main media outlets, and I want to say about 210 local outlets as well. Now, are you is this prearranged before a storm, or are you trying to quick hit this we, stuff after you get the footage? We, we do prearrange, and okay. and then uh, it's it's quick hit hit and miss as we go, 
as far as uh, being out there okay. and what our guys come across. Okay. What would have been, when, when you started this thing seven years ago, how many chasers there was, did you have hooked up? And there, was, there was 10 of us okay. and uh, about 15 admin staff at well. And they, they handle the promotions and the social media and the website chats because, as you guys know, chats get a lot of hands yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But they handle all that in the backside of things for us. Okay. Good. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to do, um, we call Here we go. our lightning round. Okay, so this, we do this every show, and it's our game show of, we call it flashy and brilliant questions, and it's far from that. Uh, but it's a game show that we always have with each of our guests. And so, what we're doing with you, I'm going to go ahead and pull up, this was uh, something we did back in episode 11 with Reed Stowe. Now, Reed Stowe uh, is part of a company that uh, been, has been working on putting together a storm-chasing video game. Um, uh, Did that he, ever come about? He was. It's still. He's still in the process okay. of working it. They, they've bro they've broke it out into two uh, modules now. It, it's, it seems pretty exciting. One's going to be kind of a, a more real time chase, uh, but the other is more of a kind of forecasting and looking to try and manage where Not you're going like to go it. and targeting. So he's got two units, and then once he gets those two units, he's going to try and pull it together. And this was one. what year? Uh, this would have been episode 11, so this probably would have been our first year, 2016. I remember hearing about that. Uh, here we go. Uh, before going on to create bigger things, this individual, while working at Atari, conned his friend Steve Wozniak to create the video game Breakout. I'm lost on this one. Can I, can I phone an old friend? Uh, you can't. Not in Jeopardy. <laughs> you, you, in Jeopardy, either get it or you don't. I, I need somebody a little older than me for okay. Atari. All right, so that, that's Steve Jobs. So Steve okay. Jobs actually was with Atari uh, for a couple years and, and helped develop. Actually, he didn't develop it. Steve Wozniak did. But okay, so uh, next one, 25.50 or 4.2 credits? 25 cent. Let's right, go with Nintendo. <laughs> this game, released in 1981, was Nintendo's biggest arcade game and forced them into a lawsuit with Universal Studios over the rights to King Kong. Donkey Kong. Whoops, hold on. That is correct. That is Donkey Kong. <coughs> Very good. All right, so we got another one at 25 cents, one at 50 cents, and one at 4.2 credits. Uh, let's give 50 cents another All try. All right, 50 cents. Last one in that category. The Disney movie. This could be a tough one. About a programmer that enters his video game creations to fight an evil master program inspired an arcade video game of the same name by Bally Midway in 1982. Oh. Oh. Dis 1982. I heard Wreck It Ralph Disney. in the crowd. That, that's uh. Not 1982. Uh, to fight an evil master program inspired an arcade video game by the same name. Oh, Double Dragon, Mario Brothers. I, I don't have it. All right, that would be Tron. That Tron. would be Tron. Another one I didn't play. That's okay. All right, so we still got one at 25 cents, and we have two at 4.2 credits. All right, 25 cents. 25 cents. Here we go. Keep it cheap. The 1981 game actually started out as a hack to Pac-Man, and once purchased by Namco, it became even a bigger seller than its male predecessor. I guess that would be Miss Pac-Man. And that would be correct. That is Miss <coughs> Pac-Man. Uh, all right, so the last two are at 4.2 credits. These could be the, right. these could be the tough ones. Uh, this 1983 sports game by Konami required rapid tapping 
of alternate buttons to increase player speed. Techno football. Uh, I'm not done, so I'll give it it to you. (laughs) The constant pounding this machine took, it required them to later replace the buttons with a rolling trackball. And it wasn't the one that you said earlier. I want to say golf. Golf, uh, it would be track and field. Track and field. Track and field. Who played that? Tap those buttons. uh, (laughs) I guess the old people did. All right, last one. Here we go. 1988 Russian game was released by Atari, but the concept of rotating falling bricks, which if stacked into two, if stacked too high, would end the game. This was used by many companies in hardware versions. Tetris. All right, so uh, so we're here at the Indiana Chaser Con Icebreaker, and we're actually here with a mother and a son duo that have come to us from Dayton, Ohio, uh, to Indianapolis. I've got Jake DeLong and Gina DeLong with us. Uh, w- what better way to enjoy a Chaser Con than to do it uh, with a family? So I think yeah. that's great. So what? So you're more the uh, Chaser and Weather fan, or are yes. you also a bit of a Weather fan? <laughs> it's more me. Not even a fan of Weather. Okay. So what, what, you're a fan, weather fan. fan. Yeah. So, so what, what got you interested in weather and chasing and all that? Um, well, you know, I live near Dayton, Ohio and, well, Xenia per se. And 1974, the, um, EF5 tornado, very historic storm came through. And I think seeing the history from that is what got me my first boost of interest. Um, later on in life from that, I started watching weather channel shows all the time. And I, I guess I just kind of picked up on it just naturally. Okay. Honestly. Okay. So. And and so have you been Gina interested in weather once he started getting interested or were you interested before? Okay. So what's your interest in weather? Like how how far does that go? How f- I mean, what's the like extent he does. of that? He's, he's more technical than I. I mean, I okay. enjoy the you know, standing back and and looking at it, but I don't want to get involved like he does. Okay. So okay. I'll stay on in the back. He's a big Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Picked <laughs> on the top 10 best house pets. Dog. Dog? And that's number one. So that's the number one. So, so here's how Family Feud works. Since you can't beat one, you have the option, Jake. You can either keep and, and try and answer the other nine before you get three strikes, or you can pass it to your mom, and she's got to try and get them all before three strikes because once someone gets three strikes, the other person just has to answer one to steal it and win it. Right. So you can either keep it and try and get all, all ten uh, before three, or you can pass it. What do you want to do? You want to pass it? That's your choice. That's your choice. You got, you got the decision, either keep it or you pass it to her. You try to do it. Keep it. You keep it. Keep it? Okay. You keep it. All right, so he's going to keep it. All right, so all right. you currently have dogs, so that's number one. Uh, give me another one. Cat. Cats? And cats is number two, so very good. You're on a roll. Let's go. What's another one? Uh, bird. Birds. Birds is number six. So you got one, two, and six. Uh, turtle? Turtle. <laughs> turtle is nine on the list. <laughs> it is. Um, it's there. Uh, hamster. Hamster. Number four on the list. So you still have three, five, seven, eight, and ten. Fish. Fish. Fish is number ten on the list. Very good. So you got four more. Rabbits. Oh, whoops. <laughs> rabbits. 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 You got rabbits. That was a gimme. All right, but you don't have any strikes left, which is great. So you got number five, seven, and eight still on the board. 
Lizards? <laughs> Lizards! That's another gimme. Good uh, job. You got two more, seven and eight. Snakes. Snakes is not on the list. That's your first strike. Uh, guinea pigs? Guinea pigs. <laughs> guinea pigs is number seven. All right. You got one left. <laughs> one uh, left, number eight. Oh, uh, ferret. All right, so here at Indiana Chaser Con, we're at the Icebreaker, and I am with Nathan Moore of SVL. What's what's your role with SVL besides probably chasing? Well, I was the founder and creator. Hold that a little co closer. Founder and creator. Founder and creator. Yeah. So why did you dish me off earlier when I came over and asked for uh, people to talk to? Big, well, Paul had shown some nervousness about wanting to do the uh, podcast, so I immediately... So it was like you saw, it was like a victim you yes, saw absolutely. in his eyes and jump all over it. So what, what, what got you the idea of starting the uh, SVL company? Well, it was this, you know, it, it was more of a thing where I wanted to be focused on live streaming. Um, uh, I enjoy, I really get a kick out of people being able to see what is out there on the plains compared to, you know, they live in England, they live in Australia, they live wherever they may live, they don't get to see it. I enjoy bringing that to them. So that, and that's kind of where it started. I wanted people that not only went out there and chased, but they also focused on, you know, doing it. It's almost like a customer service thing. You focus on talking to the audience and those people that are watching and yeah. teaching them and showing them what they're doing. So that's, that's kind of why it started. Where, where, what was your technical expertise to even create that? Because there's got to be some technical understanding well, to uh, develop that. I work for the it. University of Nebraska IT department. So that's okay. my main job. All right, so um, that helps. Yeah, and uh, so it's... Uh, it's just, I, I like talking to people. I like yeah. being around people. And I want to, okay. you know, this is what we this is what we do. So. so how long have you been chasing? 25 years. Wow, okay. So you started when? How old were you? Oh, God. Well, Ho hopefully at least 16 to was drive a car. 91 was the plane. The 91, <laughs> 91 uh, was really the, okay. the yep. Plainfield tornado got me into it here in Illinois. Really? Okay. Uh, I'm from Chicago. So I got it. Okay. Um, that's what got me into, the, into it. It really got serious in 1998. There was a tornado. Uh, by Ellsworth Air Force Base in Rapid City. That's really where it kind of went nuts with me. Okay. And so, yeah. So, so what's the future of SVL Media? Well, we're, we're just, we're you like, know. What, what do you guys have planned or what's coming down? The you know, what it boils down to is I just wanted to take care of our people. You know, they, getting a, everybody knows storm chasing is really expensive. We all got to take care of our people. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, trying to help out our guys. You know, I wanted, we wanted to, we're, we were new, and we got a lot of young people, as you just talked to Jake, um, um, a lot of young people that just, you know, they, they don't know. So we took it upon ourselves to learn and, uh, and help, help others who aren't, aren't getting help and get paid a little bit. That helps. So, so, so how, how much time does this take? If you've got a full-time job still at uh, University of Nebraska, <laughs> how much time does this take uh, uh, outside of that? I'm also a single it's, father it's of two children, okay. uh, and I work there. So, and, and, but I'm I'm great. I got Paul and I got Carrie Meltzer, a couple of co-owners with me that I've brought on, and they're awesome. They do a tremendous amount to help me out. They've kind of taken over the video side of things, or I just focus on the live streaming. Oh, okay. Um, and we do everything on Twitch now, which is just absolutely amazing. When did you start that? Uh, it's been has about been a, year a year and a half. Now. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And they 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 they, they I did the tw the storm chasing on Twitch live for about a year but twitch was having a hard time grasping the the danger and everything go, that going on with it 
and they finally decided, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push this, and they introduced the IRL channel, which is just awesome. And it, you know, why pay to go stream right. on a platform right. when you can get paid to when you get paid to chase? So right. it, it's a great deal. All right. All right, so we're gonna start the first one off. Oscar, is that a hurricane or a supermodel? <laughs> Oscar, hurricane. Hurricane. That is correct. That is a hurricane. All right, next one. Patty, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. Patty was a 2018 hurricane. All right. Where was that one at? Oh, has that not happened yet? All right. Oh, it hasn't happened yet? Okay, I didn't even know that. Okay, so it's, it's coming. That's a future that's one. That's probably why I didn't. All right, so Jerry. Jerry, is that a supermodel or a hurricane? Hurricane. Jerry, Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall is a supermodel. I think she married Mick Jagger, if I'm correct. Jerry Hall. Huh? All right, Isaac, hurricane or supermodel? Hurricane. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. All right, Linda, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. Linda Evangelista is a supermodel, correct. Sean, hurricane or supermodel? I'm going to go hurricane. Sean O'Pry is uh, a supermodel. All right, David, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. David Gandy is a supermodel. Raphael, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. That, that's, that catches you right there. Raphael is kind of a supermodel name, uh, but is actually a name of a 20, well, be a, it could be a name of 2018 hurricane. Uh, Nadine, hurricane or supermodel? Hurricane. That is a hurricane. Um, <laughs> I remember when I pronounced this on the show and I totally botched it, but it is uh, Giselle. Giselle, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. Supermodel. She's the one married to Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said Giesel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm even 50% German, too, and I said Giesel. All right, Cindy, supermodel or hurricane? Hurricane. Cindy Crawford is a supermodel. All right, William, hurricane or supermodel? Hurricane. That is a hurricane. Uh, we got Alex, hurricane or supermodel? Anybody? <laughs> hurricane. Said hurricane? <laughs> incorrect. Alex Lundqvist? Lundqvist? Supermodel. All right, Stephanie, hurricane or supermodel? Supermodel. Su Stephanie Seymour. Very good. Alberto. Albel That's Alberto. Hurricane. That is a hurricane. How about Heidi? Heidi. Supermodel. Heidi Klum is a supermodel. All right, here's a tough one. Tough one, everybody. Florence, hurricane or supermodel? Hurricane. That would be. <laughs> There's probably a hurricane somewhere named, or a, a supermodel named Florence. All right, three more. Uh, Helen, Helene. What was it? How was it pronounced? Helene. Hurricane. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, here's another tough one. Michael. Hurricane. Look at that. You're on a roll. Last one. Tony. Supermodel. Tony is a hurricane and a supermodel. Tony Ward, so you would have had it either way. All right, so we are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to botch this, forgive me, but we're here with uh, Beth Trilet. Trailet. Trailet. Okay. It's Canadian, that's why I'm screwing it up, right? It's totally foreign, foreign country. And Marianne Rampersad. Okay. And they're coming to us from, again, where in Canada? 
Windsor, Ontario. Win oh, Windsor, Ontario. I've been there actually. Um, Windsor, what's what's there besides the casino? There's got to be something else there now, right? Really? Real? Okay. All right. So how long was the trip for you guys? Hold hold the mic for a little closer. Okay. Five and a half hours. And and when did you come down? Just today. Okay. So not too bad. So what what brings you guys from Windsor? down to Indiana chaser con <laughs> yeah um, okay so we're, we're fairly new to the storm chasing okay. kind of group um, we've been um, practice chasing for a good four or five years the last two years we've gotten a little bit more um, intense about it so what so tell me what what practice chasing is because there's probably um, people that would want to know hey how, so what is that and how can I do following that too? the damage okay right so we've we followed local like these area local storm chasers um, Windsor and Ontario local storm chasers and kind of saw their methodology and um, have sort of self-taught ourselves by looking at books, looking at stuff at the internet. Um, t I did take some things in university, but I don't remember any of it. Okay, <laughs> that's um, <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. Um, so um, basically, right now we've mostly been documenting damage, but we're getting better and better at getting out there ahead of things. Um, okay. So we're hoping to learn while we're here. Cool. Uh, to do that better. Cool. Okay. Yes. Do you guys tend to chase together? Definitely. When you can. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, so how long have you been interested in weather? Like, what made you go, cool, well, hey, I think I want to actually chase now, or was it... Right, because, like, I was always interested. That's why I kind of followed that a little bit at the U. Yeah. Um, but I would say a good four or five years ago, I used to be terrified of storms. Hmm. And in trying to change that fear, I developed a respect and a passion for it. Yeah. And we had a couple of intense tornadoes hit in the area, and we just wanted to... Um, let's say close the gaps in communication because in Canada it's not always very well warned. Oh, serious? Okay. Yeah, a lot of times okay. the warning comes after the tornado's on the ground. Hmm. So that doesn't warn very well, then, no. does it? No, <laughs> and it's, it's worn on a very broad geographical basis rather okay. than by towns or small communities. Sure. So you could have a million people taking shelter right. for right. a storm that might only affect 500. What What's the road network like up in that part of Canada? <laughs> so. It's a little more difficult because of our geography, right? We have a river bordering us coming from Michigan. We have a lake to the south coming from Ohio. So anything coming at us, we're right in the path if yeah. we're hoping to chase. So we kind of have to wait till it's gone over us and hope that it's following the same direction the roads go. Yeah, true. Right? That so, makes sense. But in that sense, stuff has happened, and we're hoping to help people be better informed. Okay. Okay. Beth, how about you? How, when did you start? an interest in weather and I've eventually chasing. I've always wanted to be part of weather. I've um, always say I miss my calling. Oh. But uh, about 2010 is when the big tornadoes came through that made me more aware of that you need to educate yourself. You can't rely all the time on uh, news medias. Yeah. So that's okay. when we start learning how to more read radar and protect ourselves. Okay. Um, what, what do you do... Besides chasing, what else do you do? Uh, me and Marianne are cousins. We yes. work at the same job. We do the same fields. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> so we we're sisters. Wow! Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, so, what do you, so what? What do you do? Work-wise, what do you do? We both uh, have our families, and then we yep. both also work in group homes with people with disabilities. Got it. Got it. Okay. So chasing too can be hard because a lot of times we're busy caring. Yeah, for you somebody. can't just leave when all of a sudden there might be some weather yep. in the area. Okay. So I'm going to give you the name of a baby product. And then I'm going to give you two options. And then between the two of you, you just have to decide which of the two options it is. Make sense? All right. So the first right. one is called the Baby Keeper. Now, the Baby Keeper is either a bathroom baby harness 
or it's a baby document storage binder. The, the binder, baby binder, keeper. Binder. You gonna go with the binder? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> the, the <laughs> You're pretty confident in that. The, uh, the baby keeper is actually a bathroom baby harness. So when you use a public restroom and, and you, you, you hang this harness from the door of the stall and you let your baby sit there while you sit and do your business. That's, yeah, we didn't do that. I, we, and I, we didn't have that either. So, all right, next one. It's called Infant Breeze. This is either a baby butt fan or a gassy baby perfume. Infant Breeze, a baby butt fan or gassy baby perfume. I don't know. Now we're, now we're just food. What do you think? Take a guess. Fan. You say baby butt fan, and uh, you would be correct. It's a baby butt fan to blow apparently on your baby's butt to air it out, air it out right? All right, next one. The Buster Cleaner. The Buster Cleaner, it is either a ride-on toddler vacuum or it is a penis cover. No, because that's a PPTP. <laughs> so it's got to be the vacuum. You're going to say the ride-on toddler vacuum, and you would be correct. <laughs> And, and I'll tell you this, Ginger Z got the TPPP uh, correct as well. She knew that's what, not what it was. So good job. All right, next one, Nurse Me Tender. This is either a breast size bottle cap uh, or it's a breastfeeding simulator for men. Nurse Me Tender. I feel like it's the men one. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? You the first one. Uh, you think it's the breast sized bottle cap? Correct. It is the it's a breastfeeding simulator for men, because you know the guys, the dads always feel out of it, right? It's like they don't get to participate. So, all right, next one we got called the Peter Potty. This is a toilet training doll, or it is a toddler urinal. It's the Peter Potty. If it's a Peter, it's a boy. So urinal. You're gonna say a toddler urinal? You would be correct. Toddler urinal. All right, four more. The Ritmo Advanced Pregnancy Sound System. This is an, a wearable belly belt speaker or it's an underwater bath speaker. The Advanced Pregnancy Sound System. Belly belt speaker or underwater bath speaker? You're going to say it's the wearable belly belt speaker. You would be correct. You guys are moms. You're picking this up. All right. The Snot Sucker. Everybody's got to have one of these. It is either... A nasal mouth-powered aspirator, or it is, uh, or it's a morning sickness candy, the okay. snot sucker. It's an aspirator. You're correct. But it's a mouth. This is what's a little. Yeah, it's like you, you gotta suck and. Eugh. Okay, two more. The crumb cap is either a snack and juice container, or it's a bib for their head and hair. The crumb cap. Snack and juice container or bib for their head and hair. Bib for their head and hair. Yeah. You guys are on a roll. Let's finish strong. Last one. Last one is the iPotty. iPotty. It's a toddler toilet with an iPad holder, or it's a surprise toy reward system for toilet training. The iPotty. I don't know. So what's the second one? Second one is a surprise toy reward system for toilet training. You're going to say it's the toddler toilet with iPad holder, the iPotty.
Okay, all right, so uh, we're here with uh, Nick Dunn and Brant Warren. Both these guys are here at the uh, Indiana Chaser Con. We're at the Icebreaker event, uh, and you guys are from Columbus, Ohio, correct? Yep, that's correct. All right, so talking with you a little bit earlier, you guys have developed uh, and worked together with a, a network of other people to develop a Facebook group, is that right? Yep. Yeah, basically. So, so tell us a little bit about that and explain to our listeners what, a, yes. what this is. Yeah, so Bell Park Media is a network of Facebook pages that are mainly devoted to weather, but we've been infiltrating some news as of late. Um, we are always live for severe weather events. Um, we have a severe weather analyst as well with the Skywarn. We have a guy that's dedicated to Sandusky County Skywarn, so that's kind of a nice addition to have. Nice, yeah. Um, also kind of helps us understand severe weather side as well. We have just added one degree meteorologist as of recently, okay. uh, Kyle Adams. But the rest of us are just very high enthusiasts. We've got a high drive for weather. We strive to have the most accurate forecasts every single day. Uh, it has been really remarkable over the last seven years. Uh, my page alone just crossed 50,000 likes uh, within the last month or so. Nice. And Brant's page here is a little bit smaller, but all of us together up over 100,000 likes. And Brant, you and I have been friends for a long, long time. So, yeah, Brant, so tell us a little bit. How did you guys get hooked up and how did you yeah. get a... So it, this is really cool. Yeah, this there, really okay. Cool. Was it Eric Elwell? It was. Okay, it was. so Eric Elwell... Uh, had made a post about uh, Montgomery County and Hamilton County having excessive heat warnings, and everybody else had uh, heat advisories. And Nick had asked the question, uh, why does two counties get excessive heat warnings when the conditions around the counties are you know, the same for everybody else? And I saw the comment, and I decided, well, I'm not much of a... Um, like, I don't know exactly, I'm, I'm not a degree in meteorology, but I can answer his question for him. So I explained to him that the conditions are different because of the population sizes in those two counties um, accounts for uh, the reason that they get excessive heat warnings. And he said, he kind of commented back and he was like, well, thank you, are you a weather enthusiast too? And I said, yes. And he said, well, cool, you should be on my page. So that's basically how it all started. Okay. Now, now, were you involved in doing any chasing prior to that? No. Um, that's, I would, that's where it started. I think at the time I was a sophomore in high school, so I didn't, okay. I didn't have my driver's license at the time. Um, okay. But I was definitely uh, into weather what, long, long before that. Okay. So what, what, what do you enjoy about chasing yourself? What, what is it that, that attracted you to that? Just the... Uh, that's a tough question. Um, this is the unpredictability, un yeah, yeah, the unpredictability, and also the um, actually being there in person to seeing it. Because, like, you see tornadoes or thunderstorms on TV. It is completely different in person when you actually see uh, the storms and you know what they're doing. So. Okay. So Nick, yeah, Nick, t tell us tell us a little bit too about what what your interest is, but then. Uh, piggyback on that yeah how you've developed now Facebook live and how you're using that in the group so I'll piggyback off his chasing question yep. which you'd asked him so um, I'm sure everybody remembers November of last year was quite an interesting event um, it was one that was had a lot of unpredictability with it um, it was probably my one of my scariest days um, I was down in Sheridan Indiana there never was an official tornado confirmed we got a radar picture though that would say otherwise and we had damage pictures, which say, say otherwise, but we definitely were, we were sideswiped by it. Hmm. Very, very scary. But prior to that, I've always had a really, just kind of like an awe, if you will, of Mother Nature. Just the, the, the sheer power, whether it's sunny and 75 for a week, 
or you have, you can go from that to flash flooding. Ohio weather is unpredictable as it is. Everybody knows that. It is it's very un unpredictable. I mean, we had, we had, well, we had ice to start the day yesterday. Yep. We had rain and we had snow at the end. So, you know, just the, un just the sheer unpredictability of that. But November of last year was kind of my, I, I've kind of decided to take a step back from chasing for the most part. I'm devoted to Facebook at this point. And Facebook Live has, it gives us gives you a really nice opportunity to, to, to touch base with your fans and to touch base with people who really need to know what the weather is in their area, what can they expect, and just giving that personal touch spiel because not everybody likes to watch weather on TV. I think social media, I'm not sure if, I'm sure Brent, you agree, and I'm not sure if maybe you do. I think social media is going to eventually be the way that everybody gets weather. I mean, you've got things like your podcast, you've got multiple Facebook pages, and I know not, not every meteorologist is real high on that right you know right. There, there, some people say I don't want to deal with them you know there are some that actually do I have several meteorologists that actually follow my page in particular but um, you know once Facebook live started coming out understanding that you know, of course you've got a bunch of radar softwares out there you tie those two things together and you know sure everybody can go on TV you know everybody can get all their answers and stuff on TV yep. but Facebook live has been a really big part of what we do um, we also do what's called a, a nerd herd report when there's a big weather system coming in. We'll get on a couple days in advance and start talking about it as a team and kind of dive into the science. And um, I really like your shirt. Only you can prevent weather fools. <laughs> I, I, I had to say that. So, but to, we were sitting over here and he stood up and he's like, hey, his shirt says only you can prevent hashtag weather fools. And I really like that. Yeah, so. we got we got these from you guys know HelicityDesigns.com. Yes, yep, I do. They uh, they now do all of our merch, and they came up with that. It was kind that's of a awesome. neat idea. But that is awesome. But uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of where we stand cool. in terms of the future. Yeah, like, it's good. It's a good idea. Yeah, and um, you know, we may not ever be on TV ever, but our goal is to just continue to provide people with with the weather forecast. It's most accurate. I, I post a morning outlook every day. We do seven day forecasts two to three times a week. Um, anytime there's a severe weather event, um, if we, if, 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 like like he said, if, if if I'm not there, I'm kind of the, kind of the I usually take the lead on the Facebook Live. I have a bunch of radar softwares. I've been a weather geek for a long, long time. Just like right. I know Brand has, and I'm sure you have too. Right. Well, is going to be uh, the greatest cats in cartoons and comics. Ooh. The greatest cats in cartoons and comics. This is by Ranker.com, and I've got uh, the top ten. All right, okay. so uh, go ahead. Um, I've got. I would think Garfield. Garfield. Um, what about um, Puss in Boots? Okay. Um, Tom Keep from going. Tom from Tom and Jerry. Keep going. Um, greatest cats. Boy, this is not uh, this is not my top category. But Cartoons or comics? You can also think movies, a car animated movies. Um, that helps. No, I'm actually drawing a little bit of a blank on that one. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, all right. So all here right. you said uh, you got Tom. Yep. Uh, from Tom and Jerry, you got Garfield. Yep. And uh, the third one, you got three. So you also got Puss in Boots. Yep. Puss in Boots. The ones you missed. Yep. Simba. Ah, uh, from the Sylvester, Lion King. Yes. Sylvester. Pink Panther. Oh wow. Tigger. Ooh. Uh, Bagheera from the Jungle Book. Yeah. The Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland, and Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. All right. 
So, so we got three. All right, so you got Nothing three. So, you, so the goal is you got to beat three, Brant. So turn the mic over. All right, so here's no, no, here's uh, <laughs> Brant. Here's yours. So we, I've got the top ten answers again. This is from ComicVine.com. Animal themed superheroes. Animal themed superheroes. Ready? I go. Don't know of any. Animal themed superheroes. I don't know. Think any. any superhero that's got an animal in its name. Something man, something woman. Catwoman? Catwoman? What else? Um, I don't know. I, I will. I'll add this. Also, think insects are animals too. Does oh, I got it. Spider Man. Spider Man, okay. Um, Catwoman and Spider Man. That's all <laughs> So you got, uh, so you got two. All right, so uh, here at the Indiana Chaser Con, uh, we are with Jay Farlow, and I know Jay, you're up in northern Indiana, but whereabouts? That's Fort right, Wayne. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne, okay. second largest city in the state. So tell us a little bit about, because I know uh, you do some net controlling and things like that with your Skywarn network, That's correct? Right. That's right. What? T so tell us a little bit about the season. What was the season like this past? It was uh, super quiet. Spring? It was it's just as quiet in Fort Wayne, northern Indiana, as it's been every place else. We are, uh, we were looking forward to testing a new communication tool that I talked about at this conference last year. You may recall I talked about how our local weather forecast yeah. office is experimenting with a tool called Zillow which enables people who aren't ham radio operators to report to the WFO just like hams do. How? Tell us a little bit about that for people that maybe don't know. Oh, yeah, sure. So Zello is an app you can put on your smartphone, and they have Android and iOS versions. They even have a Windows version. You can put it on your computer. Hmm. And it makes your device act like a two-way radio with a push-to-talk button and everything. And you can, you can set up discrete channels. And so that only the people on that channel hear you and you only hear the people on that channel. You can make your channels private if you want so that only people you admit can even listen or use the channel. And we used that tool during the big tornado outbreak in Indiana in August of 2016, August 24, 2016. That year, that day, we had an EF3 strike the Allen County just, north, just northeast of Fort Wayne. In fact, if that tornado had touched down 15 minutes earlier, it would have gone right through the center of Fort Wayne with an EF3. Really? So we were wow. really blessed that wow. it held off until it got to the other side of town. Okay. Anyway, on that day, we experimented with using Zello to gather spotter reports from chasers and spotters out in the field who were not ham radio operators. And because I'm a ham radio net controller, I have access to what the Weather Service calls NWS chat, which is their internal text chat system. And so I was able to pick up some of those reports from chasers I had developed relationships with at this very conference oh, right. okay. and relay their reports directly in the NWS chat. By the end of the day, I had relayed 50-some reports, and the WFO in northern Indiana said that those reports were just invaluable when it came to issuing timely tornado warnings that day. So we had, had hoped this year, to get back to your question, right. we had hoped this year to expand that testing because since then we created a special channel just for that WFO. Okay. It's called IWX Skywarn because IWX is the three letter abbreviation for that weather forecast office. So we had hoped to give that a, a, a good test this season and there just wasn't enough activity to really test really? it. Really? So no. how many times was it out in the field at least? Try, where, where, did you get two any or, opportunities? Two or three times all season it was even used. Okay. 
So, so safe to say it's still going to be in test format next year? Yeah. As far as I know, the WFO has no plans to abandon their test. It's experimental. It's not right. officially sanctioned by the National Weather Service yet. Right. So they have to be careful how they talk about it, you right. know, because Fair. of government politics do, and everything. Do you know if any other WFO is using Not that I know like of. Okay. It's possible, but not that I know okay. of. It's, it's all under hush-hush, <laughs> under the cover, so you wouldn't know. I'm going to give you the name of the restaurant, tell you what it's all about, and you got to tell me which state you think that's from. All right. All right? First one is Buckhorn Exchange. This is giant portions of steak and other wild game. So is this Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, Illinois, or Iowa? I've never heard of them, but you use the word giant. Giant. And everything's supposed to be bigger in Texas, it so is. for that reason, I'm going to guess Texas. You're going to say Texas? Yep. That's correct. That would be, uh, this is in Denver, Colorado. All right. Denver, Colorado. Can't find my pen. All right. So Colorado's <laughs> off the board, right? Next right. one is Gene and Jude's. These are hot dogs piled high. Gene and Jude's. Iconic. Is this iconic in Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, Illinois, or Iowa? I'm going to guess Nebraska. It's a wild guess. Nebraska. Just wild guess. <laughs> I think Chicago hot dogs. Okay. Illinois. Illinois. All right. So that Gene and Jude's is Illinois. All right. So Illinois is off the board. Now we got the Northwestern Steakhouse. This is Greek style steaks. Northwestern Steakhouse. So Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, or Iowa? I'll guess Iowa. You would be correct. Got that one. Is Iowa. Mason City, Iowa. It's just a wild ass guess, all of these. So. That's all right. Sometimes. <laughs> What do they say? Sometimes even a, 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 what is it? What's that saying? I don't know yet. You got to give me more. You got to give me more to work so, with. Sometimes even a something gets it right once. Oh, sometimes even a, a broken clock gets the time right twice. Twice a day. A day right? right? There you yeah, go. Okay. okay. Wow, that was too hard. I was afraid for a moment that okay, you were going to say sometimes a meteorologist gets the forecast be. right. All right, the Cozy Inn, famous for its sliders. The Cozy Inn sliders. Uh, is either Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, or Nebraska. Let's guess Missouri. The Cozy Inn, you say Missouri. That would be incorrect. It's Salina, Kansas. All right. Salina, Kansas. So we got four more. Uh, this one is Arthur Bryant's. It's known for its slow-cooked barbecue. We're Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, or Nebraska. I know the barbecue is big in Missouri, so I'll go with Missouri. You can go with Missouri? Yep. You'd be correct in Kansas City, Missouri, right? Yep. Good old barbecue, Kansas City, Missouri. Good job. All right, three left. Uh, we got the Drover, the Drover Restaurant and Lounge, known for its whiskey steaks. This is either Texas, Oklahoma, or Nebraska. The Drover Restaurant and Lounge. Let's go with Texas. You can go with Texas. Incorrect. That would be Omaha, Nebraska. All right. It's got the whiskey steaks. Two more. Again, and, and we're down to Oklahoma and Texas are two options. This is the Cattleman Steakhouse, famous for ribeye steaks for dinner and breakfast. <laughs> so we're either Oklahoma or Texas. I'll go with Texas again. Correct. <laughs> the Cattleman Steakhouse is Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, and the last one is Salt Lick, known for its smoking pit brisket. Oh, Texas, obviously. <laughs> you should have given me that one first. So, hey, okay, so we're here live uh, at the Indiana ChaserCon 
uh, icebreaker, uh, and I'm actually here with the organizers of the Indiana Chaser Con. We've got JT and Beth are with me. Um, so what I want to ask you guys first is a little bit about, and since you got the microphone, you can answer this first. Okay. What, where did you get the idea for starting this, and when he's did it start? He's right. the founder. I'm going to pass it over. Fair to enough. Him. Fair enough. Uh, so basically, this just started out. Actually, it started out as just um, a few of like my close chaser friends meeting in you know one of our houses, and we would do like take do chase cases. So we would buy like um, um, we had a software from Tim. Uh, I was trying to think what his name. Yeah. Anyways, it's a basically a software. It's a simulator, and you can like. It goes through each Z, you know, from 12Z oh, yeah, to 0Z. Yeah, yeah. And you can, so we started out doing like basically chase cases just for fun. Tim Vasquez, that's who it is. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, he, yeah, makes, yeah. he makes the software to do that. And so we started doing that and we started, you know, I don't say we got a bunch of people, but we started getting up, you know, 8, 12 people. And so it's like, okay. And we started meeting like at B dubs. Well, then we're like, why don't we just do a Storm Chasers convention here in Indiana? And, you know, we have a lot of great chasers, you know, Skip Talbot, Adam, Adam Lucio, Jen, and all those guys that live, you know, Chicago, Milwaukee, a lot of people here in Indiana, right. too. And we're like, that would be perfect. We don't have to travel, you know. Obviously, a lot of us still go to Denver or wherever it is each year. Um, but something for people here that can't get out to Denver and make the drive or the flight to, to come here. So that was kind of the, the idea. It just started out with a little group of us and has grown so much since so, then. So what was the official first year that you did this? 2011. 20, yeah, 2011 was our first year. Okay. And do you remember how many people you guys had registered for I that I think one? I had, because I was started out just doing it by myself, we had like 24 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's when it started growing, is that what you're saying? Well, no, yeah, <laughs> sort of. It, it, it really it was pretty incredible. Um, the first few years, we didn't grow all that much. We went like in the first four to five years, we went from like 24 to 35 to like 50 to 60 then 75. And then after like the fifth year, it just yeah. exploded. I mean, to the point that we went from thinking, okay, nine, 80 or 90, being able to seat that many in a venue is going to be fine to all of a sudden, what before we even got to, you know, with our like early bird registration, before we even got done with that, like a week and a half in, we had sold out and had to go to a different venue. That's how fast it grew. And the interesting thing I always remember was Tim Samaras, when I went out to ChaserCon there, he always said that it was funny because after the fifth year, they exploded. And so I don't know why it is that fifth year, but that's exactly what happened to us. And then last year was a huge year for us. That was our biggest year. So. And so what, what do you got this year? What, how many registered? I, I think we have about 115 this year. Okay. Uh, more will be at the door, but uh, there have been right. a lot of uh, extenuating circumstances this year. Unfortunately, a lot of wrecks and job, you know, job losses. Right. Uh, few people actually haven't. So we're hoping, you know, they've all Set said, back. you know, get well. yeah, yeah, get well for them, and they're excited for next year. So we're excited to have what, them back. So tell us a little bit, how many states are you drawn from? From uh, what states? This year we're uh, it's either 13 or 14. I'd have to look at them out. I think it's 13 plus. We do have some people coming from Canada. This uh, we year. already spoke to a couple. Oh, a you couple did? Of them. Yes, I haven't even met them yet. Windsor. Okay. Yep. They're, they're right behind couple, me. They're over there. Oh, okay. Ladies, yeah. I have to go say hi to them. But yeah, we've had people from Canada before too. I think they came from Ontario before. I don't remember if they're from Ontario or Quebec. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's not it's not just the Midwest, not just Indiana. We've really grown everywhere. We have people from Texas, Florida, New York, Nebraska, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, down to Dixie Alley. I mean, um, we thought about changing the name before to make it you know seem more open, but we, 
from everyone we've talked to, they're like, we just know this is Indiana ChaserCon. Like, don't do that. You know, uh, you're doing you got branding now at this point. Right, right. right. So you we're just long yeah, no. Right. So we're just trying to say, you know, it's open to everyone wherever you're at. Doesn't matter your experience. People think, oh, I have to be a meteorologist or a storm chaser or whatever. This convention is, you know, most of the people are just weather enthusiasts that come uh, from the general public. They want to learn more about storm chasing. They want to know about the weather events that have impacted them. Uh, so we get a lot of that too. And I think this year we're actually at like 80% new people, first timers. No so we really wow. love, we really love to good. see the new people coming right. in. Um, plus a lot, you know, that we've seen return over the last eight years too. So. So right. have you guys had any changes to the format that you were excited about that you, you or has, has the format kind of stayed the same? Uh, the format's really uh, pretty much stayed the same over the okay. years. One thing that people have liked that we've added are afternoon snacks. So that's that's really? <laughs> cookies, cookies and stuff. Well, nice. Cheat okay. day. This is the cheat day of the week. We have donuts in the morning, donuts, yep. coffee, <laughs> yeah. cookies in the afternoon. We're very healthy people. Okay. Um, but no, the general format of the convention has stayed the same. Uh, we've added more booths over the years, so we try to get more interactive booths. People sure. really like that. So that's one thing we've kind of been focusing on is trying to get uh, people to come because they really like that. And, and how, how did you end up getting involved yourself, Beth? What was um, so we met, year two, yeah. we met the weekend after the Henryville tornado at a severe weather expo in Indy. Okay. Um, Sean, Casey. Sean Casey was there, yeah, okay. and we were going to, like, my sister and I were going to meet him and one of our friends. And JT was one of the people that was there, and we met that day. I forgot his name for a while, and then a few people that were a few people that were there actually reconnected us like a month or two later, and we're engaged now. So that's kind of crazy too. Um, yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. When, when did you get engaged? Uh, 2016. Okay. So what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna. So I was just I was just gonna add like so she she came in and then obviously we started dating and stuff and. And uh, she, no, no, I'm just saying, but when, you know, when she, we started dating, she kind of, it's like, oh, I can help you out. And then, you know, now she's like, well, you know, I do all this different stuff for it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyways, but. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me, so JT, I know you're actually a speaker tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, tell me some of the other speakers that, that you got coming in tomorrow first, and then I got another question after that. Okay. Yeah, well, we got the great Skip Talbot, and he's coming. Uh, he's already here. He's here tonight. I don't know where. Uh, he's back in the corner talking to Bill. and uh, He's going to be talking about some of his uh, travels over to uh, across the seas to Africa and stuff about, like, his not really storm chasing, but, like, his kind of project for measuring weather uh, weather stations, okay. temperatures, kind of a global warming project. And I've heard some of his stories. They're crazy and phenomenal. And just I was super I'm super excited to hear more. Uh, we have him. Uh, let's see. Who, do, who else do we have? Of course, myself. We have... Yeah, Jeff from the National Weather Service in uh, yeah Northern India. I always want to say Fort Wayne, but it's not actually Fort Wayne. That's what I want. Yeah, to say yeah. So, um, so we have him. We have um, actually one of Beth's professors. Yeah. Yeah, from Ball really? State. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. She. He, I don't know either. You better hold it. Um, okay. Um, one of my professors from Ball State University. Um, had him for a lot of different classes and my minor too. But anyway, he was an, a researcher at the Storm Prediction Center. He still is actually. Okay. Um, he is one of the people that works on reviewing the accuracy of the SPC forecasts and the parameters and what they can do to improve those. So he's going to give us insight onto cool. where they uh, really excel, what they struggle with. There are new parameters that are going to be coming out in the future here that haven't 
really been uh, they haven't premiered yet I guess you okay. could say oh, really? so Sneak gonna give us some yeah some good insight onto what's coming from the storm prediction center um, Aaron Rigsby uh, he's a longtime attendee of this convention uh, I think he's been here every year but like one or two uh, he comes from Ohio he's gonna be talking about budgeted storm chasing so how to even if it's spur of the moment like pick up and chase how you can do that uh, the most efficiently save as much money nice. and he's also going to be giving us some information on his hurricane chasing from this year and then hurricane harvey last year so okay. he was down for michael this year i think was it michael or florence michael. michael so hurricane michael that's still you know florida's still recovering from they will be for a long time but he was at ground zero there and with harvey so he's going to be sending or showing us his first hand experiences of that cool um is that five speakers gosh if it's not, the other one will be a surprise. That's no. right. So, just, so, JT, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. All right. So I'm for, going to be talking. For people that won't be there. But. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about the infamous Pilger Day where there was two twin tornadoes, beast tornadoes. And we're ju I'm just going to go back, basically back through and kind of like reanalyze the atmosphere. Like, okay, why, why there? Why, what was there that made maybe not necessarily twin tornadoes? Because obviously there's so much more dynamics in the lower lower atmosphere that we can't measure but you know why did that cell go there what was so great about that atmosphere um, we're going to go a little bit into how to properly use gifts when you're doing some presentations as well so <laughs> i love gift i love i love gifts so i've added plenty of those it's it's going to be fun it's going to be uh it'll be somewhat in pretty in depth and uh we got uh talked to aaron he's going he has some phenomenal footage and pictures from pilger and so this is called Lick It Up, <laughs> and this is things related to 80s metal bands. Okay. Things related to 80s rock is my hair, favorite, so I hair feel like metal I'll do okay. kind of bands, okay? I feel like I'll do okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right, go ahead. I hope. All right, uh, instrument you play. Guitar? Yeah. Um, enter, it's a song. Sandman. Yes. Um, a band, if you swallow it, you'll die. What? It, it's a band, <laughs> but it's also something if you swallow it, you die. Poison. Yes. Um, she's mine. Cherry pie. Yeah. Um, um, Come on now. You put in your hair. Hairspray. Oh. <laughs> no, you said hair. Oh, Keep you going. Put hair. You oh, said no. hair. Um, it's a song by Van Halen. It's an action two. You go up when you do it. Um, what do basketball players do when they dunk the ball? Fly. Jump. Yes. Oh yeah, um, duh, that song. Uh, Last from one. The heavens has a halo. Angel. Yes. So, all right, so here we are, Indiana Chaser Con. We are at the uh, pre-party icebreaker uh, coming to you live. And so I'm here with Skip Talbot, who's going to be one of the speakers uh, tomorrow. So first question, where are you from, Skip? I'm originally from Bolingbrook, a Chicago suburb. Okay. And so uh, tell us what, because there are people that won't be here tomorrow, so tell us what you're going to be talking about tomorrow, a sneak peek. Yeah, um, some of the guys I storm chase with, they do climate work in Africa, so they needed an extra technical guy to install weather stations in East Central Africa. So I said, Skip, you want to go to Africa and install weather stations? I said, sure. So um, that's what I'm going to be talking about. I talked about storm chasing uh, a couple times at previous conventions, so Joe and Beth said, hey, why don't you talk about your Africa work? So Okay. So what? What? tell us a little bit, what was your group? responsible for doing what was this project trying to accomplish yeah we're just uh, it's a small group led by Anton Simon he's a climatologist based out of New York and with a grant from MacArthur what we're trying to do is just get climate data out of East Central Africa they, 
the African Great Lakes region in particular. It's kind of a black hole for data. Um, and we, you know, it's a very diverse and dynamic environment. Um, about a quarter of the Earth's fresh water is there. Um, endangered species like mountain gorillas and black yeah. rhinos and 20 million people. Wow. And we have no idea what the climate is doing there because there's no data. So our job was to go in there and put a bunch of weather stations in and, and actually get some measurements coming out of there. So. Okay. And, and how was it successful? Did you get out yeah, what you need to get out? Yeah, we have yeah. a few years worth of data coming in now, enough to plug into weather models um, and long-term climate models and actually make long-term predictions now about okay. how the region's going to change in the future. Are, are you still going to be involved in any of that work? Yeah, it's an ongoing project okay. and you know, there's talk about more installs and, and lots of more research needs to be done with the data that's coming in. So, yeah. What, what was your connection to get hooked up with uh, this project in the first place? Yeah, our project lead, Anton Simon, he chased the El Reno storm back okay. in 2013. And I was there as well. Afterwards, we were studying that storm and we collaborated. So that's how I got hooked up with that group is basically we were storm chasers and, and I got involved in their other projects as well. Okay. So. What, uh, any success on this past season from a chasing standpoint for you? Um, or, it wasn't any activity. It wasn't a great <laughs> year for me. I, yeah. you know, I was on the Tescott Day in Kansas. I saw okay. saw the Tescott tornado from a ways back. I was on the the spout break in Colorado. Um, that was one of our more fun days. Actually, my most fun day was in North Dakota. We got a little meso vortex tornado, and it spun really? up right in front of us. It wasn't condensed or anything, but it was really pretty structure debris cloud right in front of us and surprised us we had to get out of the way but uh yeah just kind and of where, where was that at it was um glenn Ullin, north dakota okay uh, in june and so june. Okay. and we weren't expecting it it was a little roll cloud that suddenly started to rotate vertically and spun up this little spin up right in the field next to us cool so. all right so the first one your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of what? elderberries. Elderberries, that is correct. <laughs> Very good. All right, number two. What is the airspeed, velo airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> swallow is correct. Very good. All right. Uh, number three, the knights who say me. Me. <laughs> right. Very good. You're on a roll. Uh, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. All right, number five. You must now cut down the tallest tree in the forest with a herring. With a herring. <laughs> that is correct. Good luck on that. Uh, and, and anybody who's never seen this show now is wondering why the hell you'd probably even watch it. But All right, number six out of ten. What are you going to do? Blank on me? Bleed, right? You would be correct. Okay. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? All right, number seven. You've got two empty halves of blank, and you're just banging them together. Coconuts. Coconuts. See, you know this movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it, but just one of the most quotable movies of all forever, time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. If she weighed the same as a duck, she's made of? Wood. Wood. And, of course, if she's made of wood, <laughs> she floats. And if she floats, she's a witch, right? Okay. Number nine. got two left. You're, un you're undefeated at this point. Look, that blank's got a vicious streak a mile wide. It's a killer. And it's got teeth rabbit. like this. Rabbit. Yes, very good. <laughs> uh, that is a rabbit. All right, last one. The pressure's on. You're nine yeah. for nine, buddy. This is the hard one. All right. 
So who are you who can summon fire without flint or tinder? There are some that call me... Tim. Tim. <laughs> uh, so we're at the, uh, pre -sh the pre-show of the show, I guess, is really what it is. Yeah. And I'm here with uh, Nicholas and Maria Isabella, and they came all the way from New York. What, what was, I, I know we recently, you guys had some snow and we've had some ice the rest of this way. What was the trip like? Uh, the trip was a little hairy. Okay. We had some icing in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, me and my chase partner who I drove with both work full-time jobs. So we both got out of work about midnight. Okay. So we left New York and we drove a few hours and when it started to get a little hairy, we kind of pulled into a rest stop and took a quick nap. Okay. And uh, we woke up after like two or three hours and the snow was gone. So we continued on our journey. Okay. Uh, yeah. And how long did it take you? Uh, we left at 1.30 a.m. and we got here at 6 p.m. right as this was so starting. Okay. 16 to 17 hours. Yeah. So you guys are going, like, how, how much sleep have you had in that time period? Uh, two hours. Yeah, who needs sleep, right? You can sleep when you're I dead. I mean, when you're a star. <laughs> oh, it's my birthday. Right. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. When, when you're okay. a storm chaser and you live on the East Coast, you're kind of used to driving endless hours. Right, right. All right, so a uh, question I want to ask you guys. So we were talking earlier that you were down uh, this year, and, and for the first time, was this a first hurricane chase for you or not? Florence was my first hurricane, Florence. and Michael was my second. Okay, so, so but this year was the first yes. time. Got it. So I, what, what you guys were talking a little bit about was, was it Michael that you guys got, you were trying to communicate, and you were communicating from home, and... T tell us a little bit about that story because I think it's intriguing. So almost everybody in this room, we all live stream as storm chases. Yep. Most of us use Twitch. Uh, so my wife was back at home in New York watching my live stream. Uh, and and uh, most of us use Verizon because it's the most reliable, typically between storm chases. And uh, right as Hurricane Michael was making landfall, the Verizon towers went out. Uh, so all of the live streams went down. If you had AT&T, which I did, you were one of the lucky ones. I thought you said you had Verizon. No, I have AT&T on my got cell it, phone. Got it, okay. Our hotspots are Verizon. Got it, okay. So usually we use a camcorder to a laptop, you know, some kind of alternate yep. setup like that. Uh, so I threw my uh, cell phone in the window, and I let my live stream roll throughout the eye wall. We were safe in the hotel. But with my cell phone being tied up in the car live streaming, I had no way to communicate to know what's going on. Right, right. Uh, so I had no idea that fellow storm chasers were in trouble. They had, they lost their cars. They were potentially missing. I didn't know what was going on. So how was the but communication? The yeah, what was your involvement? Seeing it from home, watching things on Twitch, seeing what people are posting on Twitter, or talking about on Zello and so on. There were two uh, streamers who we did not know what happened to them at the time. Okay. Uh, one who, for the, it ended up being that he was the one for a few hours later. We didn't even know what was happening, but him at the time we thought he we thought he was okay because the last thing we heard was his car floated away. That was the last Jeez. thing we saw on the stream was my car's leaving by <laughs> basically. Wow. Uh, but we saw he was going into a staircase. Uh, it seemed relatively safe until we didn't hear from him for six seven okay. hours. And then there was someone else who I didn't know beforehand, who at the time it was like, we just, he's disappeared. But he luckily, uh, I think had contacted the Weather Channel or contacted a family member to contact the Weather Channel and things like that. And so people were able to find out what he was doing within the hour, at least. So it was a... <laughs> 
Bit so what, what, what was that time period that probably felt like days? What, what was that true time period between During when you were trying to figure out what, what was going on with him and how to help him, bef and then you found out he was okay? So the storm itself was how many out? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so once I found out the eye wall passed of Hurricane Michael, right. and I'm, going, I'm back in the car, I go through my chat of my live stream, and people are asking me, what happened to Kyle? Is he okay? And that's the first I'm hearing that something happened to Kyle. Now, from where we were in Panama City to Mexico Beach is approximately nine and a half miles. So the eye wall passed. My chase partner had a flat tire from the storm. Okay. We fixed that, and we tried to get to Mexico Beach. We have to go help our friend. You know, he's on our team. He's a part of us. His family. Right. right. And we start driving down the main streets, and there's power lines down, there's trees down, and we're trying and trying, and it's impossible to get to him. And that is one of the worst feelings, being nine and a half miles from our friend and not being able no, to get right. to him. We don't know what happened to him. And it was, it was just too dangerous for us to try to get closer. Sure. You know, thankfully he's okay, and he eventually made contact. But getting out of Panama City and... The fact that we were in the western eye wall and had that much damage was astonishing to me. There were, I have no doubt in my mind that there was spin-ups going on during this hurricane, little sure. tornadoes. There had to be to look at the damage. Usually, and, and the eastern eye wall did get it worse, but yeah. the amount of damage that we had on the western side was mind-boggling. Yeah. So what, what's, what's the takeaway that you could give to our listeners uh, of a lesson learned from that moment that you know next time? Uh, what to avoid or what to do different that uh, uh, in that situation never underestimate the storm surge how quick it comes in okay no matter how great of a storm chasing you think you are every storm is different every hurricane is different the storm surge comes in like a tsunami have a fast exit strategy right if you're able to have yeah. multiple uh, cell phone service providers, whether it be a different hotspot, Good point too. Yeah. Di or I know it's a little expensive, but the price is coming down. Satellite phones right. are right. up and coming. Right. Uh, definitely do that. But at the least, let your loved ones know that you're in a safe place right. uh, as long as you can. Good. Okay. Uh, top, top 10 answers. Famous dogs in movie and TV. What do you think? Uh, so I have to name the type name, of dog? Name a dog, like a character dog. Um, in wishbone? movies and television. What's that? Wishbone? Wishbone. That's a good guess. Wishbone is not in the top ten. So flip it over to Maria. So Maria, you get a guess as uh, well. Airbud? Airbud, who I'm very familiar with Airbud as well. Uh, his name is Buddy, but he's oh. actually not in the top ten. Uh, so, <laughs> boy, this is going to be a good one, isn't it? All oh, right, Nicholas. Uh, I don't even know if we're uh, going to make pick it. A, pick another movie or TV dog. Could be real, could be fake, could be Scooby animated. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo is second on the list. So, Maria's got one more shot to at least try and get the first one. Well, I don't know. That would be first, but then I, I have to go, go with Scrappy-Doo. But uh, <laughs> No one likes Scrappy, Scrappy sucks. No one's like Scrappy. <laughs> you know when they talk about flying, uh, what's that? Uh, jumping the shark. That's when Scooby-Doo jumped yeah. the shark is when Scrappy came on. Okay. Uh, so, Nicholas, here's the deal now. With Family Feud, you've got control. Okay. So you can either uh, try and guess all, the, all ten before you get three strikes and you win. Okay. But if you don't and you get three strikes, she just has to guess one of the remaining ones to win. Or... 
you can turn it over to Maria. She's got to try and get all ten before three strikes. And if she doesn't, you just have to try and pick one to get it. So he's going to turn it over. All right, so Maria, you got control of the board. Uh, oh, we already have Scooby-Doo is off, but I there's nine other dogs. I got maybe one more. Okay. Uh, Marley from Marley and Me? Uh, <laughs> let me see. Hold on. And judges, no. So that's a strike. All right, let me, let me see if I can give you hints. Think, um, uh, gosh, th uh, think uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, Toto. Toto. That, to Toto is number one on that list. All right, does that help at all? Get you some ideas? Not really. Okay. Uh, some of these are animated movies, so think Disney animated movies, dogs. Um, some are TV animated dogs. I, I don't know that that helps in any way. Okay, so that's two strikes. Do you have time to think of, a, think of another one? I don't think I'm getting there. Okay, so, is, so, Nicholas, you just have to guess right. one, and you win. And I know the show. I don't know the dog's name. What's the one from the Jetsons? Uh, uh, that would be Astro. Yes. Astro. On there, oh, so no. So we both lose. No, so it actually goes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch our shows on YouTube and Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.